lives, Lord. And yes, Father, that we can have communion in our own personal space with you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If the children would like to go out and the youth, that would be fantastic. Could I have Tom out here, um, Kurt, and my friend with the hat on, if you'd like to come. Um, I'd like to, um, we're going to pray for three things. Um, uh, one, Tom, I'm going to ask you to pray for this week uh, with uh, the election on Wednesday. Sorry, Thursday. Don't do it on Wednesday. It'll be too early. But I'd like you to pray, um, you know, uh, whatever way God leads you. I'd like you to pray, I mean, for um, people who um, are aware, uh, Reinhard Bonnke went to glory this week. Um, he was an evangelist that uh, went across Africa. Uh, he was uh, 79. Um, he was doing really well. But I just want Kurt to pray for the witness that he had, but also the, the fruit of what's going to happen as a result of the seed falling down into the ground and dying, whatever way God leads you. And uh, but I'm going to ask my friend uh, who had something during this, uh, um, the, the meeting this morning, and you wanted to pray in a particular way to do with the homeless, I believe. Thank you. So I'm not around, I'm not from here, so I don't come out to London very often. So where I'm from, there's not a lot of kind of homeless sleepers. And I've walked from Victoria Station this morning, I think I counted about 18 fit homeless people sleeping on the streets. And it's actually broken my heart. Do you know what I mean? So I just wanted to kind of pray that just this morning, that going on to this week, that, you know, God, if it's breaking my heart, then it's absolutely destroying his kind of thing. So I would just like to pray that just, Lord, that, with all these people in this time of year with the with the holidays that this week we just we are so aware of the cold and the people sleeping on these streets that we just feel convicted to do your work it says in luke that you know if god blesses you or if you are poor the kingdom of god is yours god blesses you if you are hungry now then he will be satisfied and god blesses you that if you weep now in due time you will laugh that i just pray that this is a season of laughter for these people that this holidays that 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 homelessness or that situation that drug addiction whatever they are going for that it just comes to an end that and we are god's people and we are put here to to end that poverty so lord i just pray for the streets around this church and the streets beyond this church and going all across this this you know, of london that just something happens that you in your name that you just do something to fix this problem so we can get these people off the streets and get them safe and get them into family units get them into church and also to say they know you because your spirit is satisfying any hunger that they have. So, Lord, I just pray that in this situation you are there and you use anyone in this room or any churches around this town just in the way, Lord. So, yeah, just amen. Lord God, uh, in, in a lot of ways, this is a way of, in the world, uh, a week of choice, Lord. And, and we choose you, Lord. The, that division is built into the parliamentary system, Lord, and I just pray that that division is pushed aside for a unity in you. And there's a huge amount of deception through everything we're seeing in the world, through marketing, through news reports, through stuff on Facebook, stuff on Twitter, stuff on Instagram, everywhere we're seeing division. And Lord God, I just pray that regardless of if we support Labour, if we support the Conservative, if we support Lib Dem or any political party, that there's still a connection, there's still a unity there, Lord we learn as a community as a christian community and we learn as a nation to work together and the more we work together the more that we solve our problems lord so let's pray for clarity on thursday whoever wins whoever does that i just pray for a, a focus i pray for a clarity and i pray for unity within the, parli the parliamentary system lord. 
Hallelujah. Father, thank you, Lord God, that your word says that precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for your servant, um, Reinhard Bonnke, Lord God, who um, I saw him 30 years ago, Lord God, his faithful ministry over the years, God, especially in Africa and around the world, Lord God. I thank you, Father, for the estimated millions who have heard the gospel and have received and responded and received to the gospel through his ministry, O oh God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for the legacy. I thank you for the, the example that he has set, Lord God, of one who walks in the gifts that you've given, Lord God. There's a gift of the evangelist, Lord God, the ability, O oh God, to introduce others to Jesus, Lord God, for the conversion and the salvation of their souls. Father, thank you for his obedience, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the hardships that he went through, Lord God, and Father, his stick-to-itiveness. And Lord, you honor that, Lord God, by giving him a mighty harvest, Lord Father. I thank you, Lord Father. Lord, I pray also for that same gift of the evangelist, Lord Father, upon this church, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord. Father, for you had one son, and you made him an evangelist, Lord God, who became the Savior of the world, Lord God, who went out seeking and saving those who were lost, O oh God. Father, I thank you so much, Lord God, for that powerful working of your spirit, Lord God, that convicts lives, Lord, unto, unto salvation, Father. Thank you for your mercy, O oh God, and your grace poured out through your servants, Lord God, in this way. Father, we just raise you up right now, Lord God. If you are lifted up, O oh God, you will draw all men to yourself, O oh Lord. Especially in this season, O oh Lord, I pray that many souls will come into the kingdom of God. Father, thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, the poor of your spirit, Father, on all those who received your word through his ministry, O oh God, through the continent of Africa, Lord God, and Europe, and North America, and Asia, in the mighty name of Jesus, South America. Father, move by your spirit upon this world, O oh God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life and father that is the message oh god he preached that we preach that you brought us and you taught us lord we thank you father in jesus mighty name amen amen if you'd like to take a seat that would be brilliant Great to uh, see my good friends Claire and Andy here from Horsham, and also Maxine too, who um, works with Streetlight. So it's great to to have you amongst us today. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, she's team lead down in um, Horsham, so uh, she's got a lot of work to do, and she's got to put up with my wife. No, no, she's got to work with my wife. <laughs> oh, oh, lap, just to be deleted. Quick, quick, quick. Um, Helena will be here um, in the next five or so minutes. Uh, she just had to do something this morning. Um, I'm going to just read um, from what's Psalm 139. Um, and I'm just going to start from verse one. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and lay, you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, 
too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my beds in the depth, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. And then it just goes on. It's a, a fantastic um, psalm. Um, and I'm probably not going to speak too much about it. I'm going to probably move on to other things. But, you know, in that psalm, we can be very confident that wherever we go, God has placed his hand upon us. And one of the things for me, um, when, I, when I read a psalm like that, it's just like, Lord, I thank you that your hand is upon me. And one of the things that we know, and, and I spoke about a little bit very briefly uh, before Helena got on last week, was a simplicity of our relationship with God. He doesn't want to overcomplicate our relationship with God. What he doesn't want is to add so much to our relationship with God that we get so clouded with so many other things and so many other issues that we actually miss what God's saying. Now, as a church with Kurt, we, you know, Kurt has an outreach to the, the guys who are living on the streets here. He's been doing it for 30 years. So it's not that suddenly we're saying that's not important, it's only God. But when God is important to us, then the homeless will be important to us. Because, you know, what God will do through us is when we're captivated by him, that simplicity of our love, our relationship with him will lead us to want to ensure that that love is then passed on to whoever we come into contact with. But it's not that, you know, as I said to a, a couple of leaders this week, if I never see another miracle in my life, would Jesus be enough? If, 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 I, if my family, you know, all started to, you know, my girls never came back to the UK or never came back to live in my house, what would I do? Is that something that, God, I'm concerned about that? Jesus needs to be so number one in my life that I allow him and permit him to do whatever he chooses with my daughters, with my wife, with us as a church. Because if his hand is upon us, then he's the one that is guiding us. He's moving us gently into position, moving us into where he wants to, to use us. But we've got to be motivated by him. And therefore, the simplicity of that relationship will then work out in that relationship. You know, we've got Sigrid who works with YWAM and and, you know, with YWAM, that, that is a missional community. They love to take the gospel all over, uh, obviously, London and Europe. And, and you went to Latin America as well this year, didn't you? And, you know, it's great that that is something that she does because that's what God's called her to. But it can't be, you know, it's mission, 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 and then we'll add a little bit Jesus onto it. It's got to be Jesus first. 
And when Jesus is first, then actually missional mindsets will already be what God has placed in us. Because ultimately, we want to make Jesus known. It's not something that we want to keep to ourselves. We want to make this relationship that God has given to us, this precious relationship, this loving relationship. He wants us to make that known in any situation that God's taking us into. And we as a church have constantly said that this, you know, is for a couple of hours a week and we need to then live that out. We need to be the witnesses out there. Christine had a, a, situa- um, a, a picture today, where was it, about being witnesses by being an example, being demonstrating of kingdom life. And it's just so important that we understand that if God's hand is upon us and we recognize his hand is upon us, then he can move us into what position he wants for his glory. I had a quote um, from um, somebody who used to work with um, Smith Wigglesworth, and Smith Wigglesworth was um, a a real faith man. He was from Bradford um, up north, and he was really down to earth. He was a plumber. Um, But, you know, God got hold of him. He got hold of his wife called Polly, and, you know... (laughs) He had an amazing uh, ministry. He saw many healings in his ministry. And this gentleman who was traveling with him said that if, um, I'm just going to, I think I can remember it. It's too complicated to get my book out. But he said, um, if you give God half, if you do half the work half-heartedly, then God receives half heart or half the glory. If you do things 100% for him, then he receives 100% of glory. And for me, I want to make sure that I've got God's hand upon me so that he gets all the glory for whatever he asks of you and whatever he asks of me. Amen. One of the things that I believe in this coming period of time, and you know, this we've got the Christmas special next week. You're all invited, even guys from Horsham. I know you're going to be busy, Um, but you know, next week we've got the Christmas special, and it's going to be amazing. And lots of you are going to be part of that um, event, and. I just really believe that, you know, that event is going to be so important because we are going to be speaking about the love of Jesus. We're going to share the gospel message in that particular situation. So you need to be inviting people who as yet don't know the Lord Jesus Christ or, you know, will come to a Christian um, church to sing some carols around the Christmas time. You have a lot of people who will actually come to church over Christmas who won't come to church in any other season apart from possibly Easter. But one of the things I believe, um, I've been reading through the book of Luke, and I, I just saw see Jesus, every time he went somewhere, there was an event. There was something that was happening when God moved Jesus into a different location. And part of the time, it's around the Sea of Galilee. 
where Jesus was. He spent a lot of time up in the Galilee region. And Helena last week talked about the, the storm and um, Peter being on the boat and walked on the water and stepping out. But one of the things for me is I believe that over this coming year, uh, when we enter into the next year, one of the things that God is going to do is he's going to take us onto different sides. If you can imagine the lake and you can imagine a boat on the lake going between different places. I believe God's going to take us individually and also us as a church from one location to another location to another location. But in that moving of a location, then there's a purpose that God has for that. When, when Jesus got into the boat, he sometimes, <laughs> one, on one occasion, he, there were so many people. And he got in the boat. And in that boat, he taught the crowd. Then he taught, told the disciples who were fishermen. Just said, okay, let's go out and we're going to do some fishing. And there was an amazing catch of fish. When God's hand was upon Jesus, when Jesus did what the Father was asking of him, there was a great multitude of fish caught. There was something that took place when he began to move in with the hand of God upon him. There's other situations where he went to the, the, the town or the cities, the, the ten cities up the, the south, um, south uh, east of um, the Galilee. And in there, there was a demonic, demoniac, somebody who was possessed by the, the, the devil. And I believe in all that sort of stuff as well, uh, because it's very much clear in the Bible. But I believe that Jesus is more powerful than anything else like that, and we can see things broken in that way. But there was an event that took place that when Jesus was instructed, he got onto the boat, he went to the other side, something happened. There was another situation where he went to uh, up the mountain and there was a transfiguration. There was an event that was taking place that Peter, James, and John had the great privilege of being part of. There was other times when Jesus sent everybody away so that he could spend time with the Father, which again was another event. He moved from side to side because he was instructed by God because there was purpose behind that moving of position. And I, I honestly believe that God's going to move people into different positions. I think sometimes that may be in a natural way too but also that there's going to be situations where you move to the other side or move to a different situation. Some of you might even move to a different location. But within that, there's purpose that God has because he's got his hand upon you. If he's got his hand upon you, then things are meant to be happening in your world that he's seeing, and we need to begin to see what he sees. So that when he instructs us, and, and please note this as well, that when God instructs us to do something and go on to the other side, sometimes there's a storm that comes up. 
as we travel from A to B or C to D, sometimes there's storms. There's things that happen, but what Jesus did, he was asleep. The disciples got concerned, but then Jesus instructed with words, proclamation, language, he instructed the storm to be still. And we are going to have to find in this coming year, when there are storms that come up, and please, there will be storms in your life as well as my life. There will be things that will happen in your life and my life that we will have to work through. But just like Jesus, we can begin to get ourselves, because his hand is upon us, we can ensure that what he says we can begin to speak so that those storms, those challenges that we will all face in this coming year, we will be able to speak the language of God because his hands upon us. We have the Holy Spirit in us. And because of that, we will be able to start to declare the different things that, that are truths that are coming against those lies. You know, they may be facts. But how many of us know that truth overcome facts? We can't make sure, make facts up here and truth down here. Truth is up here. Truth is the person of Jesus Christ. And that's why we need to always ensure that that simplicity of Jesus in our life is certainly right at the heart of everything that we're doing. So that we're not saying Jesus plus finances, Jesus plus job, Jesus plus wife, Jesus about future partner. No, this is about Jesus. It's seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else gets added. But it's because his hand is upon us doing what he's asking us to do. Miracles took place. One, one time he got in the boat, he went to the other side. And he met a, a, a family called uh, Jairus' daughter. So it was a man called Jairus. And in that situation, his little girl was sick. And Jesus said, I'm going to come to your house. And uh, on the way, there was a woman with the issue of blood. And she reached out and touched Jesus. And it was amazing because there was lots of people in that place. And lots of people were touching Jesus. But something of the power of God, through Jesus, touched that lady with the issue of blood. She should not, not have been in that place because she was technically unclean, and so she should not have been in that community. She should have been, you know, in, in the Jewish culture of that day. She was put aside, and she wasn't meant to be in contact with anybody, but she was so desperate to touch something of the life of Jesus. And I'm not just talking about healing here. I think that next year, there's going to be times where corporately and individually, we're going to say we need Jesus in a greater way. Because, you know, like you, I read the Bible through and I see God doing so many great things in the word. And I don't see it in reality yet. Yet. I want to see so much more, don't you? Yeah. I, I, that, wasn't, that wasn't that loud to you I certainly want to see so much more of the, the truths that I read about in Scripture. And I want to be in a position where I'm, I, I, 
I do. I believe that we're going to have times where we're going to be sort of say, God. And we're reaching out to touch him and then he will release something of his power for whatever we need at that moment in time. And some of it may be finances and others it may be a job. It may be, you know, you guys not having a sleepless night with the little one coming through. Sleep, absolutely. So, yeah, I shouldn't speak negative, should I? But again, you know, there's going to be challenges. And, you know, in that situation, we need to keep Jesus right at the heart of everything. But then as we reach out and touch him, we're receiving something from him that releases something afresh into our life for that, con- that particular situation. Now, Jesus then went and he, he did heal the uh, Jairus' daughter. But again, you need to sometimes listen to what God's saying through some of these stories. And one of those stories is, is that actually there was people in that room who were laughing. So there's going to be people in your world that will not quite get your faith stance, your faith position. You might be confessing things in your world with people around you that, you know, do love you, but they may not get your faith language at that point in time. And again, that's why we need to be so focused on Jesus, allowing him to be central of everything. So that when we are speaking these things and we're declaring the truth that he's revealing to us, that we're not going to compromise with a plus plus, but we're going to say, no, this is what Jesus said. And so that's what I'm going to hold on to. Yes, other things. world says that we shouldn't be doing that. The world says we can't do that. But Jesus has said it, so I'm going to believe it. And all of us, I believe, are going to be in situations in this coming year where we're going to have to hold on to certain things that God has spoken to us about. And the circumstances around us may appear to be opposing those things. But when we're starting to declare the truth, like Jesus did in that situation, he sort of said, okay, get out, unbelief. That was the first thing he did. Yes, he was speaking to people, but he was declaring something in the spiritual world. I don't want unbelief here. And in your world, you need to make sure that your language as we're trans- going from one place to another place, is in alignment with his plan and purpose for your life, for your situation, for your circumstances. So that you're not getting into this situation where Jesus is saying one thing and you are saying something different. I certainly don't want to be in that position. Do you? That I'm speaking things over my life or over a situation that is contrary to what Jesus Christ is Shown me, told me, I've read about. So in situations like that, there was another situation where Jesus got into the boat and and Peter did walk on water, but he was going from one place to another place. And again, sometimes when we're moving forward, when we're going one place to another, we're going to have to step out into some uncomfortable positions uncomfortable scenarios where we've not been that way before. God's going to take you one place to another, but it means that it's a faith journey, faith walking. 
walking on water from time to time. And because you've not done that before, it can be quite uncomfortable. You know, I, I want to take my hat off to Josiah because he moved up to London um, from Horsham. And, you know, Josiah didn't really have everything nailed down, A, B, C, D, E. You know, it wasn't all that clear, the steps that he was going to take. But he took a step because he heard God call him for a season of time into London. So I take my hat off to you because you stepped out in faith, even though you didn't know all the detail about how it would pan out. And in the one sense, he's still walking a faith walk because he still doesn't quite know how all of it's going to work through. But that's okay if we're holding on to the Lord Jesus Christ, if we're keeping him at the center, at the heart of absolutely everything that we're saying and everything that we're doing. I could go around the room and, and, and say, you know, different things to other people about their faith steps, their challenges where there is an unknown, but they took a step out of faith because they knew that that's what God had told them to do because his hand was upon them and his hand moved them into that position. I think we're, we're in for an amazing year in this next 12th. 14 months. We are. We're going to have, uh, we're going to see a fas fascinating time, whether, you know, we're going to be in this building past August, who knows? I think they're doing some works, building works as, as well. So I don't know, but that's fine because God does. And when God knows and when his hand is upon something, then we can be confident that he's going to move us into the right position at the right time for the right reasons. I don't want to ever move from this place for a wrong reason. I want to move because God's told us to move and because God has promised whatever as a result of that move because he's moved us from one place to another place. There's purpose behind God's stuff. And that's why I really want us to have our hand, the God's hand upon us. As we move from one place to another place, miracles are going to happen in your world, not, my, not just in here, but in your world, miracles will happen. Why? Because you're allowing God to lead and guide you. You've got his hand upon you, and so you're going to see some extraordinary things. Why? Because Jesus talks about childlike faith, being like a child, being... In that simplicity, God, you've spoken it, so I'm going to believe it. But what about this? But what about that? What about the other? No, I'm going to believe what God said to me. I'm not going to add on if this happens or if that happens, then I would do it. No, I, I want to be a person that steps into the boat to go on cross on the other side. And in that boat, there may be a storm. In that boat, you know, it may be that Jesus will sort of say, okay, come and walk on water. But are you up for that for next year? For whatever side that God wants you to go to. In, in the place in the Gennesarenes where there's this demoniac, you know, Jesus had to confront some of the, the enemy 
and there's some enemy activities. Now, you know, it may be in your world, it may be, you know, you don't go to your boss at work and sort of say, you're the enemy and I'm going to come and get... We, we, that's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about spiritual, spiritual principles here. That in the spirit world, the enemy uses people often. He can use your bosses, he can use your family members. And in all of these, because we keep Christ at the center, keeping our faith simple in those things. As God shows us, then we need to sometimes get on our knees and our faces and say, God, we need to see this broken in this situation. We're not coming against the person, but we're coming against that situation that may be operating through a person. But it's a spiritual battle which needs a spiritual answer, not a natural answer. I'm, I'm excited for this coming year. I, I know we're still in 2019, but I, I'm probably not going to get an, another chance until next year to really uh, speak to you in this type of way. And, and, you know, crossing over the other side is going to look different for each one of us. But crossing over from one point to another point, then to another point, we've got to expect God to be right at the heart, doing some incredible things as a result of our obedience. Keeping that central simplicity of our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Could you just bow your head, please? And that's Psalm 139. David says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You can put your name into that verse. knows you. I don't know what your relationship with, with, with the Lord is like today. I don't know if it's, if you feel more distant than you did when you first became a Christian or, or you feel so close to him at this moment in time. I, I don't know that. But I know a person who does. His name's Jesus Christ. And in that scripture, you place your name. Father, I thank you that you know me. And that shouldn't be something that we need to fear. But it is important that if you know there's anything that you know that makes you uncomfortable, in that place where you hear Jesus saying, I know you, I know your thoughts, I know your actions, I know your deeds. If there is anything that you know that, mm, I wouldn't like him to, know, to do that, oh. but he does know you, he does know those deeds. But we have a God who is very, very quick to forgive us if we confess. 
So very quickly, if you know that there is something there, then Lord, I just want to put that right quickly. Lord, I'm really pleased that you know me. I'm really delighted to to have that sense where you are God Almighty, you are the creator of heaven and earth, yet you know me personally. Lord, what I think matters to you, what I do matters to you. Father, Lord, I thank you that it's not of, insic- it's not of insignificance what I do on this earth. Because you clearly say, I know you. And Lord, I just thank you. I delight to be in that place where you, Father, know me. What a fantastic place to be. He knows you. He knows you. Put your name there. He knows Andrew. He knows Maxine. He knows Joanna. He knows Wendy. He knows Eduardo. He knows you. Just tell him in your own words what that that does to you. Does that excite you? Does that terrify you? That does, then you need to talk to him about those things and sort of, Lord, I just want to get into that place where I delight to be known by you. Lord, I have nothing to fear in that place. Lord, anything that I do do wrong, Father, I want to quickly put right so that that relationship with you is restored. And in, in, in verse 5, it says, you hem me in behind and before. And you lay you, your hand upon me. That's, an un, that's wonderful. God Almighty says he lays his hand upon his children. Upon you. Thank you that you lay your hand upon Jonathan. You lay your hand upon Mike. You lay your hand upon Delphine. You lay your hand upon Kurt. And you can put your name into all that place. It's wonderful to have that sense and that understanding and that knowledge. He has placed his hand upon you. Wow. How wonderful that is. Just tell him how, how that feels for you.
what that looks like for you. And then just begin to sort of say, Lord, I ask you that as you place your hand upon me, you'll guide me into all truth. Lord, I don't want to go left or right. I don't want to take ways that are, are not your ways. But I want to be like Jesus, that we're prepared to go to the other side, whatever that looks like for me. Well, I'm prepared to go to from different situations to different situations, from location to location. Knowing that your hand is upon me. Father, I delight in that. I delight in that knowledge. I delight in that certainty that you do not lift your hand from me. As I continue to be obedient to your truths. Lord, I just ask you that you'll continue to rest your hand upon me, upon us. The worship team can come up, please. And just one more thing, I just really believe that there's things that God wants to, to do in some of our lives here. And that woman with the issue of blood, uh, blood